What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Stressed Out Dads podcast, where we touch on serious, humorous, and what-if situations that affect dads and men in general. I'm your host, Chad Patterson. Now, let's say what's up to my co-host, Tim Beecham. How you doing this morning, brother? How was your weekend, man? Oh, man, it was a rough weekend, but I'm still here ready to rock and roll with my main man, Chad, today. I want to let you know, man, I was working on my book. I gave you a shout-out in my book, man. Gave you a shout-out in my book. Even though I didn't get no T-shirt, no paycheck, no nothing, I gave you a shout-out, bro. Gave you a shout-out. Did, did, you, did you really give me yeah. a shout-out in your book, man? I had a page there. It's called Roll Call, where I was going down the list, and I thought, this is a bad idea, because I'm going to leave somebody out, and somebody's going to be uh, offended. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm just telling them, you know, chalk it up to my head and not my heart, man. I I can't do 29 pages of roll call, so I got the people I most commonly interact with. Well, man, I appreciate that, brother. Man, man, I'm a I'm a had to sing your shirt, brother. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was this? We is season two, season three. Yeah, it's season two, man. Uh, season, season two. two. I still ain't got no shirt. Well, we headed into season three. We, we about to be wrapping yeah, up. Yeah, we are. We we so are, man. Um, this is crazy, man. Before we before we hop off into these good topics, I got on the table, man. It's crazy that stressed out dads is going into two years, man. Two. Yeah. Mm. That's mm. crazy. Time mm. time flies, man. So, but you you feeling okay this morning, brother? Yeah, man, I'm good. I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready to go. All right, right on, right on, man. Well, I got some, uh, I got some pretty good topics on the table, man. Um, I got a feeling you're gonna say something funny on this first topic, man, because <laughs> I know you. I know you, brother. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna hop off into the first question, man. From a dad's perspective, how do you teach your kids to handle bullies? Oh man, you you already know the story of uh, my son and him dealing with a bully. Now I, again, this is not going to be politically correct, but I, I I teach my my kids you never fear authority, but respect authority. Right, right. And now I don't know how if it's like this in schools all across the state, but here in school, it's supposed to be if you throw a blow, you expel. They have a no no fighting, no bully tolerance, none of that. Right. So it don't right. it don't matter who threw the first blow, who started it. Mm-hmm. So the your only way around that is if you're in a situation, you get punched in the face, you just can't throw no blows back. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm sorry to pause you, man, but so if your your son is at school, yeah, dude, just walk up. To him and pow, punch him right in the face. He can't do nothing back except go run holding his bloody nose and tell the teacher. Oh, he can punch you back, but then that mean they both expelled. That's suspended, expelled. Ex- so expelled means they can't come back. That's it. That's a, They have a no fighting tolerance whatsoever. Wow. And, and, and okay, so I get the no violence policy, but. How do you feel about that, though? Well, when it happened a few years ago, my son ran into a situation where he was getting picked on. And um, so I I tried to do the right thing. And I know back in my day, you didn't want your parents to come to school, man, because that just made things worse. Right. And it it seemed like somewhere along the line, as you go from a a child to a parent, that turned the other cheek stuff don't really work. You know what I mean? Right, <laughs> right, exactly, exactly, man. And um, so I went there, you know, on the I didn't. I just wanted a conference with the counselor because you you didn't talk to the principal. Yeah, and the principal was the one who was explaining the rules to me. I said, so let me get this straight. If this kid puts his hand on my son and my son defends himself, they're both expelled. He said, yeah. I said, okay. So how should I handle this? He said, well, I'm going to go talk to both students um, and let them know that I heard that there was a problem. I said, listen, all that sounds fine in theory. I don't know where you got your education from. Right. But a, a bully is a bully. You know what I mean? They, That's right, man. And and most kids are bullies because they're they missing something. They're they, they, they going through something they sell. Yeah. 
And I, I said that if my son, I, he already knows if so anybody, teacher, student, uh, janitor, put their hands on him, he is to defend himself by all means and any means necessary. Right. And if he will right. not start nothing. I promise you that. But he will finish it. Now, if he is caught in a situation and he's expelled, then there's going to be some more drama at this school. I'm just letting you know. He says, is that a threat? I said, yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) You keeping it real. Hey, you keeping it real, man. That's crazy. What are you supposed to do, run around the school? Because if you run from a bully, you're going to make it worse. Oh, yeah. You're definitely going to be worse, man. You're going to get it 10 times worse. Because then they know they got a, a, a weakling that they can pick on all the time. And nowadays, you know, fighting's not like it used to be back when you and I was growing up where you'd knuckle up and, and let the best man win. You don't know if they got a gun or <laughs> Yeah, that's right. So we ended up getting resolved. What, what, what my son ended up doing is he told me, listen, you know, you want to do this, we're going to do this, but we got to do it off of school property. I'm not going to get expelled and throw, you know, my education away or get in trouble at home over this. And I'm not going to run from you. Right on. So I, I remember my son coming home. Now, my, keep in mind, and I'm just keeping it real with the listeners. My son is soft as Dollar General Cotton. He's not. <laughs> and and, and that's, that's mainly my fault because, you know, you try to protect your kids from some things. And sometimes you overprotect them. Yeah. Your son is what now? <laughs> uh, 15? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, well, well I mean, he well, got. All, all I he came, got. We came back because when he he'll see me because sometimes I like I got the rope, a big boat rope around the tree sometime and I'd be out there you know practicing punches and kicks and stuff. So we went yeah. over some self defense fundamentals, and right. um, he come home one day he said Dad, he said um, the the guy was having a problem with the school. Uh, we got a appointment. He said appointment. Now I, I want to be clear on that appointment to fight at four thirty. Damn. But he, Wait I mean, he's serious. He's he, he serious. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking. He this, said an appointment. <laughs> I said an appointment at 4.30. So he said, yeah. He said, uh, some of my crew going to come down and we going to meet up with his crew. I'm like, crew? This dude ain't got no crew. Man, his crew is in World of Warcraft and stuff like that. So, <laughs> so uh, I'm thinking. I'm going to give him an out. I'm not going to let him, you know, go through. I said, son, well, you know, this is not something that you have to do. He said, dad, I don't want to live my life in fear and always running. So I, I feel that I need to face this. And, wow. And as a man, I, I couldn't turn that down. I couldn't turn that down. That sound like a, a uh, man way to look at it right there. Yeah, yeah. And at 415, uh, sure enough, the, the, his quote-unquote crew shows up at the front door. I'm looking like, oh, these cats about to get the brakes beat off of you. Know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Dang, man, you didn't have no confidence in them, man. No, nah, they look like the little rascals, man. I was like, ah, these cats. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, he, I, I go back there to the room, let him know his quote-unquote crew is here. And um, I can see he he's scared. I can see he's scared. I see his eyes a little watery, the bottom lip a little shaking. I said, son, yeah, yeah. I can go out there and tell him you're on punishment to save face and you don't have to do this. He said, dad, I got to do it. And I said, all right. So I watched him roll off into the sunset on his little bicycle, him and his quote-unquote crew again. Right, right. And a couple of hours go by, and now I'm getting scared. And the only thing I can think of is how this is going to read on the 6 o'clock news. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So I I get in the car and I'm driving through the neighborhood. I don't see anybody. I'm looking for a body laying on the side, you know, the road or, you know, police ambulance. I don't see anything. Yeah. Now, when you're in that situation, there's a lot of woulda, coulda, shoulda that ran through your mind. I should have got more details on where this fight was going to be at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or maybe I shouldn't have let, let him leave the house in the first place. Right. Because if they find him laying out someplace, it would, would the end justify the means. So yeah. now a lot's running through my mind. Right. So I come back to the house. I can't. I don't see anything going on in the neighborhood. I don't see anybody. 
So about another hour goes by, and I see his little crew coming down the street. And it looked like everybody all right. Everybody, you know, riding their bikes, trying to pop a little willies and stuff, everything cool. So they sitting out in front of the house a little bit. They talking everybody, you know, high-fiving, you know, dapping each other up. So I'm playing it off. I'm sitting in the house now like I'm watching TV. Yeah. He come in. Hey, Dad. I said, well, what's going on, son? Have a seat. He said, uh, we we faced off. We got in the fight, and I was, you know, doing some of the stuff you taught me. And uh, he said, I was beating him up, and he called time out. And I'm thinking, time, time out. out. Okay. Said, <laughs> hey, okay, man, they, time, time. they, hey, they show up do it different these days, don't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ain't no time ain't out. Ain't no but, time uh, out, man. So I'm trying to keep a straight face. I mean, one, I'm happy that he made it home in one piece. He said he called time out, and he was saying that um, he told he gave the boy a choice. He said, we can either be friends or we can finish fighting. The guy said, I want to be your friend. And then we went in the house and we was playing video games. That's what took me so long. I said, okay, son, a, a, a couple pointers that I want to throw out here. If you just beat the kid up, you don't want to go in his house. Let, let's let's point that out right there yeah, after that's, that. That's, that's true. That's true. Because <laughs> they don't tell what can happen inside the house. Just come on home and, uh, you know, yeah. test your friendship out a little bit. Yeah. And I said, son, in, in life, there's no such thing as a timeout. That's true, too. <laughs> now, I don't want you to be a bully. I said, if. If I'm like he see, you know, he was in the car with me when a couple situations jumped down. It was always me usually defending somebody else, right? And uh, I said, I, I never, I'm not a bully. I'm not. If I got you and I know that you can no longer harm me, I will, I will back up off you. You know what I mean? And he said, Well, that's what I did when he was called a timeout. I knew I had him, and uh, I gave him an option. I said, Okay, well, so now that, that's a good option. Uh, you know, either you continue beating him up or he can be your friend. I'm glad you guys are friends. Now, and I said, man, how much life has changed. Right, right. <laughs> but I mean, man, you know, uh, listening to what you said about him saying the time out and, uh, you know, we can continue fighting or we could be friends. Now, man, let's take it back to our day. Now, it wasn't no time out. It wasn't no time out. No, but, no, it wasn't no time out. <laughs> but it could, you know, it could, it could be a fight. And when that fight was over, you know, sometimes you could become friends. Sometimes you could shake hands and, and, and go about your business. I commend your son because his situation made me think about when we was kids that it was similar to that. You knuckled up and then, you know, you could you you possibly could be friends afterwards. But nowadays, kids, it's like kids is scared to fight now man they just want to go get a gun and get to shooting man oh well you know i hope my, my older son doesn't listen to this because he was in an incident where um and maybe i shouldn't even be telling this you uh -huh. know <laughs> telling this but uh he calls me up dad i'm at mcdonald's and these kids are throwing ice at me now he, you know he's in high school at the time they're about 15 16 17 yeah and um I said, well, go over to the table and go to work on them. And the phone got quiet. I said, you know something, son? Listen, how many of them is there? There's about eight or nine of them. Up there. Mm. I said, um, I tell you what, son. When you see me pull in, you go out the opposite door. I don't care if you got to walk around the building to get to your car, but you go to your car. So I had to go up there and uh, uh, just edit the story a little bit. Let these kids know I wasn't playing, and that this could be this could have been a real serious problem. Right, they right. could have they could have lost their life today. Right, so they all sitting there, you know, they looking and you know they real apologetic. Well, we was just joking around, we just I said, you don't know whose kid you messing with. That's right, man. I said, now I know y'all know me, y'all see me in the neighborhood. You know what I mean? I said, so don't let me catch you out of pocket again. So they go to grab their food and get. I said, no, nah, y'all ain't going to punk my son and then take your food. Leave your food here and, and get on out here and be glad I let you go. You so kept I, that I food? I took all their little food. <laughs> yeah, I kept all their little food. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man, I don't blame you, though, man. I don't I don't blame you, man. Well, when I got home, my, my, my son was, you know, and I, like I said, I'm not trying to put him on blast. I'm not trying to do anything. Right. He was in a room and he he was crying. You know, the, the woulda, coulda, shoulda. You know, I shoulda yeah. did that, I shoulda did that. I said, you know something, son? I've always tried to protect you from the way I had to grow up. 
And I would much rather somebody knock on my door and say, hey, your son won a different award than to tell me, hey, your son, we found his body over at such and such location. Exactly, man. Uh, so I, that's nothing to be ashamed of, son. Yeah. You know, but. You know, man, Um, when I was coming up, I got picked on a lot, man. I was always the shortest one. I was always the smallest one. I got bullied a lot. And um, I would come home crying a lot. And one day I came home crying and my mama said, boy, you come home crying again. <laughs> Not taking up for yourself. I'm going to whoop you. And man, you, I, 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 didn't, I didn't want that whooping, brother. I didn't want that yeah, whooping, boy. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so... Man, I started taking the steps to, you know, stand up for myself. But still in, in those situations, in certain situations, I still, at that age, and I'm talking about, you know, when I was little, I still didn't always stand up for myself until I, I, until I got a, a little older, you know, and, and, you know, I just got to a point where, you know, wouldn't nobody messing with me no more because I wouldn't take it no bull no more. But like I said... It was still times that I didn't stand up for myself, and I held it in. Yeah, I didn't talk about it no more. I didn't. I didn't come home crying no more. I didn't tell. I didn't tell my my parents about it no more. Because again, I didn't want that weapon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But as I got older, with nobody messing with me no more, I didn't get bullied no more because I started standing up for myself at all times. And people started realizing, all right, you know, we can't be picking on Chad no more. Well, well what happened as you got older, man? Because I hear your son in the background sometimes taking your grilled cheese sandwich and threatening <laughs> you. <and> you know <laughs> what? He would, he would, he would bust out laughing and get a kick out of you just saying that, man. But you know, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, you crazy. My son ain't bullying nothing over here, man. You know that your son and I got a little bet. He said, you heard it. This is the year it's going down. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, he ain't got that money yet, have it? We just made the bet like about a week ago. No, you just went up in the bet about a week ago. You just went up. The bet has been on for about three or four years now, <laughs> and he ain't got that money yet because he ain't stupid, man. I'm not, I, I know your son is a, a, a real funny guy and real talented guy. He could have been lying on you. But he had told me that sometimes he get upset because your, your his mom be grabbing you up in your shirt in your collar. <laughs> now, and now all couples get into arguments, so it's not a, that's not nothing new. But he said that you was telling her, babe, you better get out of my face. And she grabbed you up by your shirt and was like, and if I don't, and you was like, why you just don't? That, that's that's what happened. <laughs> So is that true? I, I always wanted to ask you about that because I didn't know if he because the way he said it was so sincere, man. That you I didn't know. You know, you just made that up, man. Ask your son. He told me that uh, when I called yeah. there looking for you one day, man. You know, you just made that up on the fly. It was funny. It was a good laugh, but you know, you just made that up, man. My wife don't be punking me, man. I, I don't know what they call it. I don't know what they call it. But your, your, son, did, your son did not use the words punking you. He Go said on. he feared for his dad. Come never on, mind, man. Never like, mind, man. Never mind. Maybe, maybe I, just cut that out, man. Maybe I'm putting the Patterson business out there. And I shouldn't well, be putting that out there. Whatever, man. Whatever, man. But I, I thought on Stressed Out Dads, we, we always keep it real. We, you know, That's what I just shared I, some. That's what I thought, too, uh, until you start making up your lies on the fly. Ask your son. I called there looking for you. And he said, I don't think today a good day, Tim. <laughs> and I was like, well, what's going on? And that's when he told me. I think it was I think it was like right before Thanksgiving, he said, you, he, you and mom had got into it. And, you know, you was trying to tell her something. And she told she was tired of hearing your mouth. She grabbed you up in the car. <laughs> How, how would I know y'all had an argument around that? Come it, on, we, we ain't see. even had no argument around Thanksgiving. What you talking about, man? Well, I guess the way he described it, I guess you are being honest because I wouldn't no argument. <laughs> man, whatever, man. Whatever. Back to what I was saying, man. Okay, okay. Go, go, go ahead, bro. Go ahead, bro. I've always been like this. Ain't nobody picking on my kids. Don't be messing with my kids now. 
I kill you over my kids. That's right. And um, I just found out not too long ago, man, that my daughter, it was a boy on the bus. Now, man, she didn't tell us this when this was happening. It was a boy on the bus that would pick on her about every day. Man, I can't see that because she seemed like the bullying type rather than. <laughs> I, I asked her why, and she just said, I don't know. And she she never told us. She never told us she got picked on. But um, my thing is, and I always told my kids this too, if somebody is picking on you and somebody is bullying you, somebody put their hands on you, you knock the hell out of them. That may not be right in, in some parents' eyes, but my kids, I always let them know you will not let somebody run over you. Amen. You will not let somebody that's going through their own things and trying to take it out on somebody else and trying to make somebody else their punching bag, you will not put up with that. So if somebody hits you, you knock the hell out of them. Um, now, I will say something about my son. I will say something about my daughter as well. She, My daughter don't take no mess from people no more. Oh, I can, I can speak firsthand for that because I tried to buy, borrow $5 and she got her <laughs> she first job. No. <laughs> I didn't even, I said, hey, hey, can I borrow? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, man, yeah. what happened to respect your elders, man? What happened to... Now, you know, and I would say something about my son. My son ain't soft, man. Oh, no, I hear him talking stuff to you all the time. You know, he do talk junk. He do talk junk. We pick and play, and we talk junk to each other. Now, he know what time it is when I get serious, but we do pick and play. But I I, I think one thing that helped my son was that we've always pick and played. Right. But me and him would always, you know, uh, wrestle and, and, and things like that. I think that helped him. Yeah. Yeah. Because my son is this type of, 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 uh, young man. He, he's not a bully. He won't pick on nobody. He will defend somebody getting picked on. Yeah. And he won't take no mess from nobody. Well, your son is about the size of a linebacker. So it's I mean, uh, he a big boy. He a big boy. Now I swear. I, I, I was, Looking at him yesterday, man, I swear he done got a little taller too, man. At what point do you, you know, you wrestle with your son and you realize, oh, we're gonna have to stop this wrestling because this is getting tougher and tougher. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. I ain't even gonna lie, man. I ain't even gonna lie. This is a couple of weeks ago, man. <laughs> this is a couple of weeks ago, man. Came in, he came down. Me and me and uh my wife was in the kitchen making breakfast, man. He came down. You know, we always picking and playing, talking drunk and stuff like that, man. So I say something, he say something. We both get to laughing. I punch him in the upper arm. <laughs> he punched me back, man. <laughs> and, dude, it's, it's, it's stung, man. It's stung, bro. <laughs> it's stung. I mean, I paused. I said, man, I felt that, man. He was like, hey, hey, you hit me first. And then, so I said, oh, I said, oh, so that's what we doing? Oh, okay, so that's what we doing, man. And then I go to hit him again. Guess what he did? What was that? He took off running, man. Uh, he he want to drop the paws <laughs> on you, man. He, he, the big old bear paws he got. <laughs> but I have heard your son talk stuff. Y'all traded some blows. I heard him yelling, Mama. Yeah, <laughs> yes, man. Yep. Boss lady coming there regulating. I heard she had you in the Fort Nelson one day when y'all was. <laughs> Again, I don't know what a Fort Nelson is. That's just the way it was described to me. Why are you always joking and, and making me the victim, man? Like, I'm the victim. I'm the one getting beat up in my house. Well, you got to give me a list for, for season three of, of what truths cannot be told or you don't want to share publicly. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a list of telling the truth at all times, brother, because 
you don't stick to the truth, brother. Well, have you a boss lady ever got into a wrestling? You don't play wrestling, play fighting. Yeah, we have. Who with? Who taps out first? I will say this. I will say this. We be we be playing fighting. Like for instance, we laying in the bed one night. I do my little pop on the arm. She's like, babe, quit. I pop her again. She's like, stop, babe. And I pop her again. And dude, she just swing, but she don't even look what she's swinging. She done about hit me in my eye. She done about poked me in the eye with some dead gum scissors, man. That's called the the, the drunken monkey. I, I seen Jackie Chan use that technique. She knew what she was doing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, at the, you know, to get back to the question real quick. I was upset to find out that my daughter was being picked on and she didn't tell us. You know, I'm sitting here, I, I'm still feeling a little upset over that because uh, I, I think she don't know that I, I have no problem riding down there. Right. And uh, I don't care if you're 9 or 99, it don't make no, there's a line in the sand. I don't believe that you should put your hands on a woman. I don't believe you should put your hands on, you know, a kid, unless nah. it's your child and you, right. you chastise them. Right. And there's a line in the sand. Now, if you come across that line, and it's a, it's a far line. You got to come a little ways. Then you you get what you get coming. That's right. That's, that's the way right. I've always looked at it. That's right. That's exactly how I look at it. Okay, before we move on, for before we go to a break, we'll we're, we're leave with this. If your child is being bullied, do what you can to protect your child but also make sure that your child knows that the more they run, the worse it would get. And that, that spills over into your, your life in the workplace. Um, I, I remember working with people that would just, I said, man, why do you put up with that? Yeah. And they, they just took the road of least resistance. Mm-hmm. Bullying can, can lead, can go into adulthood as well. Oh, we both know that, but we're going to leave that there. I'll see. Here we go. All right, y'all, before he get the line again, y'all uh, relax, chill out. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And we'll be right back. Oh, hi, come look at this. Tell me what you think about this. Didn't you just see me kick my feet up? Well, yeah, but... Then I ain't moving. the same no hell. What's this man got right here? Uh-oh, Harold, look, look at this. It's them boys you always listen to. You talking about down that park? Yeah, yeah, that's Stre- it. Stressed out there? That's it. I'm checking out they merch shop right now. Merch shop? You mean to tell me you listen to them every week and you didn't know they got a merch shop? Oh, you hushed that fuss. Oh, look at all this stuff. What, what all type of stuff do they got? Well, they got some nice t-shirts in here. Yeah. That stuff does look nicer than the stuff they wear with all them holes in them now. That's the style. How much is this going to set me back, woman? I mean, how'd you even find this website anyway? How can I get to it? All you do is you type in shop.stress.dash.com. What'd you say? I said shop.stress.dash.com. Oh, honey, I heard you the first time. I just wanted to hear you say it again. Visit the Stress.Dads merch shop at shop.stress.dads.com. All right, y'all, welcome back to the Stress.Dads podcast. Before the break, the question was, how do you teach your kids to handle bullies? I think we went in pretty good on that, Tim Bo. Yes, sir. So, um, before we move to the next question, man, um, how does it uh, work out for you and your household when, you know, your your wife and kids get the bullying in you, man? Um, I mean, I know it's, you know, you've been, you've been going through it for a little bit, you know, so um, how do you feel after those bullying sessions, man? Um, I usually just take the belt off and get to whooping everybody. <laughs> after they bully you? <laughs> There's a new sheriff in town named Reggie Hammond. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, right on, brother. Right on, man. All right, so, man, we're going to hop into this next question, man. For you, what was the hardest phase of parenting and why? Oh, oh man. <laughs> I think when the mistake that I think that parents make, and I'm included in that group, is you try to make life easier for your kids than it was you, and inadvertently you end up making them softer and making it more difficult for them in the long run. Mm-hmm. I think that as, as my son, uh, as he started becoming a teenager, one of the first points I know I was hurt at, because, you know, my parents didn't always say, I love you or give you a hug or nothing. They weren't those type of parents. So I made sure I wanted to be that type of parent. Right. And one day I'm dropping him off and all his little friends is outside waiting on him. And, you know, I get out the car with him. I'm about to go around and give him a hug. And I usually kiss him on the forehead. And he kind of, he give me this look that he's never given me before. Mm-hmm. He's trying to whisper, Dad, not in front of the fellas, Dad. Not in front of the fellas. And I, I was like, all right, all right, you know what I mean? So I got back in the car and everything, and I, I drove off. But I was I, I was hurt, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right, right, right. So the, that evening I had called him up. And I said, listen, son, you're never too old to tell your dad that you love him or hug him. And if somebody think that's funny, I'll punch them in their face. You know right. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, and that's real. That's real right there. Yeah. And, and to this day, my, my oldest son, is a, he's, a, I'm guessing, about 31. Mm-hmm. And he um, never, ever do we depart without him saying, I love you, Dad. Or And I try to test you about some time. I get off the phone, I just hang up. Right. right. And uh, he'll call me back. He said, Dad, your rule... Well, no matter whether we upset with each other or disappointed or whatever, you always say, I love you. I said, yes, son, I was just testing you out. I said, I love you, son. I'm mad at you, but I love you, son. Right. And I think that was one of the things. And then when they get, you know, there's a point where dad is like the superhero and, you know, dad's the greatest thing in the world. And then they get to a point when they start, uh, well, boys anyway, when they start dating, dating and stuff like that, hanging out with their friends. And now dad ain't as cool as he used to be. And that's a, you know, that's a, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's a sad point. So, so yeah, that, that's, that's the thing. When they start growing up, it becomes kind of sad. And when yeah. they start getting out there on their own, you know, you, you still, you still worry. So was it any phase where, uh, whether it being your son or, or your stepson or your stepdaughter that, it became a phase where things got hard between you and them when it came to um, parenting, as in, you know, did they give you problems that you're like, man, this is the phase right here where, did you know, this phase need to hurry up and pass right here. Well, I think with with my son, we my stepson and my son, uh, we've always been close with my daughter. My stepdaughter was always, you know, a loving girl. Like, like she wanted to save the world. Mm-hmm. And one day, she went in there about 16. She went in the room one night and came out and was the demon. You know yeah. what I mean? She so was, came out totally different. Yeah. And I, it's just everything was a confrontation. You know what I mean? And I, I'm like, wow. You know, what, what happened? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's... um. No matter what you say, hey, you know, you, you, the fire's up too high. Like, well, I was watching this, and the fire, I'm like, oh, hold on, first of all, who are you talking to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Who are you talking to? You know what I mean? I have no problem choking you out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> totally feel you, man. But, uh, but for, for me, uh, her mother and I, you know, we, we always go back and forth on it. And I can't wait for her to get out on her own, not because I'm wanting to throw her out, but I just know the trials and tribulations that she's going to have to go through. Right. And and I can't wait for, you know, when your kids get their own place, one of the first things I recommend all parents do is have a dinner over there. Oh, yeah. Because I turned, my son's first place, I turned on every light in the, <laughs> in the, in the, in the apartment. Look, left the water running and everything. <laughs> Yeah, I did. I did. That's not no joke. I left the kitchen water running, the bathroom yep. water running. I, I flushed the toilet three, four times. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, Dad, what are you doing? 
I said, nah, this is what you was doing in my house. Yeah, that's right. Like, that's you know, right. That's what you was doing in my house. Take a bite of a grilled cheese sandwich. He, he fixed it through the rest out. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel you on that, man. I told both of my kids, wait till y'all get grown, get your own place. I'm coming over. I'm, I'm turning your house up. I'm leaving a mess. I'm eating up everything. I'm leaving all the lights on and everything. That's right. I recommend all parents do that. Hey, I do too, brother. I do too, man. You know, my mama would always say, never understood until we got to this point. My mama would always say, you think they, you think it's hard now, wait till they get to be teenagers. It's going to be even harder. And I was, you know, at that, at, at that <laughs> point, man, I'm like, hey, man, it's going to be a little easier when they get to be teenagers. Man, <laughs> man, man, man. Every day, I'm like, dang, mama was right on the money with that, man. Because, <laughs> man, I, I tell you, um, oh, let's, let's take my son, man. Like like I say, me and my son pick and play and, and yada, yada, yada. And, it, it, you know, it, it's been times that uh, he cocked the attitude with me, cocked the attitude with his mama. And, you know, you know I, I check him or she checks him. Thing about my son, man, is if it's it's a issue, I can sit down and I can talk to my son, and we can we can see eye to eye on things. And and if he don't understand something, I can sit and I can talk to him and get him to that understanding to where he's like, you know, okay, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from, and he may not like where I'm coming from, but he he get where I'm coming from and he see where I'm coming from. Man, my daughter, <laughs> bruh, I don't know what happened, but like you say, it's like one day we all woke up and she was a different child. It's like she did come out of her room one day and she was different, and this happened around 13, 14 years old is when things switched. And up to today. Now, we just took her back to college over the weekend. But up to today, man. Now, I want to get something straight. Me and my daughter, we pick and play. We have good times. We have good laughs. We have good talks. But my daughter is just a different human being when it comes to my two kids and and the um the tension that can be between us sometimes. We do butt heads, man. And it's one thing is because, man, my daughter is strong willed, but she can be strong willed in the wrong ways. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she can be strong-willed in the wrong ways. And my daughter is one of those, um, which I think is is good. She looks at some of the society stuff, and she she you know she's she's not for it. She's not for the um some of the, the, the you know the things that society has put upon us that you know is not right in the first place. Yeah, yeah. So she would stand up and she would fight for her rights. There's nothing wrong with that. But with her being that way sometimes, man, she brings it to the table when it's the wrong time. <laughs> and and that within itself makes us butt heads. And then I have to break it. I have to break it all the way down to the core for her, for, the, for her to then go, oh, Oh, I, I get what you're saying, man. I, I get what you're saying, daddy. And the attitude, man, that she can put out, I'm not going to lie, uh, over, over the Christmas holiday. I said, you get an attitude with me again and you're going to regret it. Now, what exactly does that mean? You know what that means. I'm just asking for the listeners. Well, you already answered that question earlier when you said that you go upside her head. You go upside your daughter's head. Is that correct? Yes, I will. That's exactly what that means. You get attitude again and you're going to regret it. 
Oh, so let me ask you this. When you say get an attitude, let's say you guys are having a discussion. Yeah. And you know your kid. There's a point where the eyes glaze over. You know they're just not paying attention anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. so is yeah. that considered an attitude or is it just a talking back? What do you call an attitude? Uh, an att- attitude because that I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. But what you just said makes me furious when I'm when I'm talking to, um, talking to my daughter and she then just looks off like she ain't listening. Man, that I that's disrespect in my yeah. Opinion. Like whatever, whatever, whatever. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. That's di- that's disrespect right there. That's that's disrespect. Um, I I, I did have to get on to on the way back taking her back to school because um, it was something with uh, we had to stop by Walgreens for her to give them her new um, insurance information. She goes in, she does it, she handles it. And uh, a little bit after she went in, my wife had went in to grab something. We're, uh, you know, about two miles from her college dorm. So, um, my wife goes in and while my wife is in the store, my daughter comes back out and she gets back in the car and I'm like, you handled everything. She's like, yeah. So when my wife gets back in the car, my wife is like, she asked her the same question. Did you, did you handle everything? And my daughter's like, yes. I said, your mama is asking you a question. I said, and she's trying to help you out to make sure that everything was handled the way it needed to be. I said, I said, you get an attitude one more time. I said, that's your last one. I said, cock another one. <laughs> we ain't, we ain't had no more attitude after that. And you know, that's, that's, that's the thing of these, these teenage years and, 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 and even young adulthood. Cause my, my daughter is about to be 20 years old. Wow, that's hard to believe, man. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, just I asked my wife, man, I'm like, think she going to grow out of this? She's like, babe, she grow out of it. I said, she better grow out of it. No, I, don't, I do not believe that. I believe uh, it always takes something to happen in, in those kind of cases. You might grow out of stuttering. You may grow out of a speech impediment or walking funny. But when... You're getting influenced by the our social media, other kids and friends in college and stuff. It, it just, I'll, I'll give you a good example. I remember growing up and I used to always hang out with these older guys on the block and they always talked all this stuff about when well, the police came up on me last night. You know, I was never out with them at that late, you know, so I just like to hear all the stories of what happened. Right. You know, the police tried to arrest me. I had to beat the cop down. I did this. I did that. So-and-so tried to rob me. You know, they always did this big boy stuff. So I remember the, the the police rolling up on the block, telling everybody to get against the wall. Man, I ain't getting up against no wall, man. Man, they beat me down. I had to crawl up under the car to, to say I crawled up under the police car. <laughs> and a valuable life lesson was learned when I was laying up underneath that police car. I was thinking, you know, these dudes lie. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> all those dudes talking, all that stuff was up against the wall. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I I I see where you're coming from with the, um, you know, sometimes it does take a life lesson yeah, to change yeah. certain things. Yeah, sometimes it does take that life lesson, and I always I always tell her, you know, because my my uh, goal is to give as much knowledge to my kids that I can to steer them in the right direction. To uh, prepare them for things that can happen in life and uh, for them to, you know, I I can't prepare them for everything that happens in life because, you know, different things happen in life. And just to give them an overview, uh, a good guide to go by. Yeah, yeah, you know, to give them that good guide to go by. And uh, so I'm always giving them good stuff, no matter what. I'm, 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 my object is to, uh, help you progress, not degress. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, that's a good one. And um, sometimes I have to go that extra mile with my daughter to break it down because, like like I say, she's so strong-willed. Um, 
you know, we we uh we also had a conversation over the holidays that I, I just had to say. I said, why is it? She was like, Daddy, it's just it's just how you how you said it. It's just the words you use. I said, I'm always going to do my best to steer you in the right direction and give you as much goodness that I can give you of advice and guidance. I said, and I shouldn't have to. Oh, I got to say it this way or that way. I said, you know, I got nothing but your best interest at hand. Right. I said, you should always know that I'm looking out for you and that the words I use. Oh, he didn't. You should automatically know I didn't mean it that way. Right. All right. Common sense. Yeah, that's common sense. But man, she is just so. Um. I, I say this and, and and listeners, please don't take it the wrong way. Some listeners might take this the wrong way when I say this, but I don't mean it this way. But I I say this to my daughter sometimes. You know, my my daughter is a burn your bra type of woman. It, right. it, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. But with her being that way, she's looking for any opportunity. To say, oh, no, that's not right. That's not how it should be because that's how society made it. And some, so sometimes when I'm talking to her, man, she's like, daddy, it's just how you said it. I said, look here, I'm not society. That's right. I said, I'm your dad. I said, so you should automatically know that when I'm talking to you that I, I don't mean it like what society means out here. I said, because you know my intentions are good. I said, so we shouldn't have to go through this right here. And then, you know, again, in the end, she gets it. But it's like I got sometimes I got to break it down to the bone for her to understand sometimes. And and that's challenging, man. It's it's really challenging. It can be really irritating. Uh, And as 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 some people would say, it can get my goat sometimes. (laughs) You know, you know, I was thinking about you a couple of weekends ago. I was talking to a friend, and I kind of know his journey a little bit. He has four daughters, man, four daughters. So that, mm. that that's a journey mm. within mm. itself. Yes, it is. And um, he said that, now, I know this, man. There was a time that he had a chance to go on a pro bass fishing circuit. Wow. And he had to turn it down because... He was out there working two jobs, side jobs, and all kind of stuff. Fishing was just like something he done whenever he had time, which is very rare. Yeah, just out of enjoyment. And uh, some things that he sacrificed to, to get to where they're at. His oldest daughter's in college. She's, uh, I think this six years in. She, she's about to graduate this year. Mm-hmm. She ends up pregnant, and he fell apart. Oh. He fell, you know, he fell apart, and... Now, he said that it was a nice, you know, it was a, he said, as a nice guy, as you can say, he said, I had to come to grips that, okay, my daughter's out here doing this. You know what I mean? Right. Um, But he, what he and I was talking about, and the reason he even called me, because him and his wife's going through it, it seemed like, uh, he says, over the years, they're too young to be putting on that makeup. They're too young to be doing this. And she would always go to battle for him, and he would lose. Right. He said, not that I would lose. It was just, I was tired of day in and day out. This is a discussion. And he said, I know whatever precedence I set on this oldest one, it's going to fall on the rest of them. So if I let this slide with one, there's no way. But she gets to this age, I can say, you don't need this or you shouldn't be doing that or, you know, vice versa. So before going to college, he said that, and he said, now, all of his daughters, they got like a, a real close. He, he talked to him about, you know, boys. I mean, he's just straight up with them. Straight up guy. Yeah, yeah. And he was talking about that um, he wanted her to be put on some kind of birth control before she went to college. And the mom was like, and the daughter was saying, well, that's not like you don't trust me, Dad. Like He said, no, it's not about trust or nothing. Just- oh, Lord have mercy, boy. Man, I know. Yeah, I know what you're saying, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. As you get older, you get put in a position sometime and you get caught up in the moment you've been drinking or peer pressure or whatever case it may be. And that's a mistake you can't take back. He said, now in our family, we don't, we don't support abortion. We don't believe in the plan B pill and stuff like that. And I would hate to see you in that position when 
you know, uh, a, a day at the doctors could solve all of this. Mm-hmm. And um, she went back to mom crying about it. Dad, don't trust me. And, you know, feel like he's calling, calling like I'm going to just buy out here being a whore, sleeping with everybody. And, and that wasn't his intention. So he said, yet again, another battle that he lost. Yeah. So now he done went through the stretch and then graduated. Um, the agency that he gets contracts through, he got uh, a job lined up for her, all this other kind. Now she's pregnant. And she's talking about uh, going a year before she looked for a job because, you know, the kid and the high price of babysitters, COVID and all this other kind of stuff. And he's like, she threw it away. She threw it away. Because she's been sick. She's been missing classes. She's been, you know, going through, you know, the stuff she go through. And now he said, I may be wrong for this, but I'm throwing up in my wife's face when we get into it over. If you guys would have just listened to me, we would not be in this situation. Right. Because she didn't get pregnant. This is a situation on the family because we're not going to leave her just hanging out there to dry. Yeah. And and the guy is young, and he says that he don't fault the guy. You know, he said, because it takes two. He said, but now the guy is young, and now reality's setting in for him. He's still going to class. He's about to finish up his degree. He got a job uh, off of someplace out in Colorado or something. And... um. Now the argument is: do, Does she go out there with him, and we we try to make it? Oh, out. the what the the boyfriend? Yeah. Well, he's wanting her to stay here and have the baby, and you know, take the year that, that they talked about taking, and then that gives him a chance to get settled out there and bring him in. Mm-hmm. And the dad saying, "There's no way in the world you in your twenties." And that, that situation is not going to change. There's no way. In, there's there's too much room for temptation in there. And he said, and being a single parent mother, he said he had one, and to watch the struggles and stuff they had to go through. And he said, it's not fair. We've all sacrificed for these kids, which is our responsibility. We did our job, and now we're going to be part of raising the kid again when it's going to be divorced. He said, it's. He said the divorce talk is on the table. Oh, I hate to hear that. Man, I'm telling him, I'm telling him, I said, bro, you know, I, I'm i not Dr. Phil, man. I said, you know, I just play one on the radio. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, like, right. But I, I think, again, this show, and as for men, and I see a lot of men go through, they just, rather than argue or fight day in and day out, they just take the back seat. Yeah. And not everything that he's done work for, and his wife has worked for too, I want to give her her credit, has come to a screeching halt. Yeah. And now I, I will, um, not to cut you off, I just want to say this real quick. I will say this she can still accomplish what she has set out to accomplish. It's just going to be, it has just altered her path though, and it's going to be a, a, a little bit harder to get to the prize. Um, she said it's still possible and she can still do it. Well, well, this is the argument. This is the argument. When she gets her first good job, her first big paycheck, you know, she, she's in the real world now. Yeah. She, she doesn't get to enjoy that moment. She'll never get to enjoy that moment. She can never go back to that or them finding their first home. If, if the relationship goes that far, right. Yeah. Finding your first home, that moment when you're in your, your home, your condo apartment, whatever you get. And, this is ours. We we've accomplished this together. There's a whole part of her life that's going to be stolen. And he says, "Let's call it, let's call it what it is." This guy could keep going on with his life. He's he's finishing college. Right. You're talking. You're not making it. You're failing out. You're talking about taking time off because you're you're, you're pregnant. Yeah. So will you ever get back to finish it? And how many pregnant women do you see about to drop a baby walking around college campus? And he was just driving home the point to me. And I tried to tell him, well, me, when I deal with a situation, yeah, as a human being, you're going to say, nah, I tried to tell y'all this. You know, y- y'all jumped on me, but you can't help but say that. Yeah. But I tried to deal with the situation that I am currently in. You know what I mean? I can't, I don't have a time machine. I can't go back. Right. And he says that when I look, he said, now, any man that's worth a, you know, a, a nickel, 
don't mind making those sacrifices for their kids. But he said, it was always my dream to fish on a pro circuit. You know what I mean? And I, I, he said, I don't see me going back 20 years later. said, hey, guys, can I still fish on the pro circuit? You know, he said, yeah, it could be. But he says that he feels a sort of like a disrespect is the way he worded it. That I've done all of this to get you to this finish line, and you're going to tap out before you even cross the line. I do see where, it, where he's coming from. He kind of has a resentment against that guy because, you know, he feels the guy the guy don't have to go through getting sick every day. The guy hasn't missed any school. He's still thriving. You know what I mean? Yeah, he don't have to go through any of it. And, and he said that, you know, when back in his day when he said, uh, your mother and I, we were, you know, like about 25, 28, somewhere around there. And your mother ended up getting pregnant. And he said that we, I married her. I stepped up to the plate for that. He said, there's no talk of marriage. There's no talk of nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Going on. He said, so it's easy for this guy to walk away. Yeah. I totally see where he's, where he's coming from. Um, That makes me think of my niece, which I applaud my oldest niece. She has three kids. Um, She had, she was pregnant fresh out of high school. Wow. It did alter her path. But she did hop back on that path and she went to college and she got her, her um, nursing degree. Like I said, it, it her path did get altered, but she did eventually get to the finish line. All is not lost for his daughter, but her path is definitely altered. And how would you say she was? She got to be about 23 I'm guessing because she, she did four or five years of college maybe six. Oh, okay but I know this is her last year She whatever she was going to college for she's about to graduate in that field and she has uh, job opportunities lined up I wish that young lady good luck man I, I wish your your, uh, your boy good luck in continuing to guide his daughter um, I wish me and you luck in continuing to guide these damn kids we got well, my rules are a little different. You, I don't mind helping you if, if you're helping yourself and you fail. But if you're not helping yourself, then you you're gonna drown. You're gonna drown. You got to tread water, try to swim, or something. Yeah. And I'm just like I, I'm not gonna. I'm not raising no more kids. I see now. If I want to spend some time, I want you know the baby, whatever, to come over for the weekend. Cool. But what I'm not going to do is be stuck so you can enjoy your life. No, that's not happening. That's right. We've said this just recently to both of our kids. We raised y'all. And we still raising y'all. We still guiding y'all. We ain't raising your youngins. Unless, Lord forbid, something happened to you drastically. That is the only way. Yeah, yeah. But we are not raising Yo, youngins. Well, man, I we have put out some some goodies on this episode right here. I feel man. agreed, agreed. So uh, I guess we gonna take it on home, brother. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for listening to the Stressed Out Dads podcast. As always, uh, like, share, comment, subscribe, tell your friends and family about us. You know, if you enjoy the episodes. Please take the time to subscribe and, and so you get a notification of when a new episode comes out. And, you know, drop a comment and rate the podcast because that lets other people know whether the podcast is worth giving a listen to or not. And that helps bring in new listeners and, and grow the podcast. I'm your host, Chad Patterson. And uh, before we roll out, Timbo, you want to leave something funny on the table before we roll, brother? Ain't a damn thing funny about the land of milk and honey. I, I think that uh, <laughs> throw your kids out at 18 and let's see what happens, man. Let's see what happens. Oh, make sure those kids are registered to vote when they turn 18. Get them registered to vote. Show them how to do it. Hey, man. Hey, I like that, Timbo. I like that advice right there. I have a few good ones every now and then. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do, brother. All right, y'all. Well, look, hold it down. Stay cool. Do what you do. And we'll get with y'all in the next podcast episode. Peace, y'all.